I only knew Van Richten for a short time, but it was enough that I feel I understood him better than most. He and I were a lot alike. We both lost our loved ones to the evil of vampirism. And whilst to most people that would have broken them, this great tragedy only seemed to galvanize his resolve and hatred of vampires and the macabre in general. Whilst he was rough and cantankerous, even to those of us that call him friend, he would certainly put his life on the line to keep those he cared for safe. Some of us wouldn't be here today if it weren't for him, and I can think of no greater tribute to his legacy than by continuing his life's work and guaranteeing that the devil of this land follows behind Van Richten in death. I will see my brother dead and this land free of his corrupting influence so that Van Richten's soul is free to join those of his family. In the name of the Raven Queen, Van Richten, your sacrifice will not be in vain. Yeah, whenever you're ready, Tony, just hit that record button. Brace myself and let you get the intro out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Tony from Two Copper Pieces, and this is One on One RPG. Hello, hello. It's Elliot, also known as Ichabod, also known as Elephant Bear. I did those in the wrong order. Uh, Ichabod Raziel. That's so 1990s, frankly. Call me Ichabod of Rivia now. Ichabod what? Ichabod, Ichabod of Rivia. Ichabod of Rivia? <laughs> yeah. Like Lawrence of Arabia? Yeah, kind of, but of Rivia. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Um, so uh, make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. We have an actual Instagram page for one-on-one RPG now. It's at one-on-one RPG. And um, give us a like and stuff and give us a review on iTunes and things like that. Uh, yeah, do all that stuff. Unless you've gotten to episode 20 and the entire time you've hated us, in which case don't uh, don't try and support us in those ways i'd still appreciate if they did yeah seems seems only fair mm. right. uh, i mean we've given them 19 hours of solid content frankly they they owe it to us true 19 hours of content did happen my icker buddies out there <laughs> are they icker buddies or icker baddies oh mm. so on to a bit of uh small talk um what is the smallest place you have inhabited and been in? Oh, I was going to say inhabited. That sounds like I lived there. Um, yeah. Well, you've just been in. You don't have to have lived there for a, a long period of time. Mm. Occupied. I suppose a car boot. Oh, wow. in a car boot once. That was quite small. That is pretty small. How did that happen? Was that a uh, stag do? Uh, no, uh, young kids being kids, you know, uh, I climbed in, shut, they shut me in, uh, pretended they couldn't find the key. Oh, ha, ha, ha. But, you know, it was, they had it all along. Mm. For me, it's the womb. It's not as wombie as it sounds. You got me beat. <laughs> I was a test tube baby. <laughs> well, no, they haven't got you beat. That's an even smaller space. <laughs> <laughs> or at least it, it may not have been smaller when I first got there, but it definitely got a lot bigger <laughs> as time went on. In any case, um, I think you've got a listener question. I do, I do. This one comes for us from our listener Meredith from our very own Discord channel. So if you want to ask a listener question, please do get in there. We do read them. Uh, she says, if given the choice, would you rather play a glass cannon or a meat shield? 
Mm. That is a that is a choice of two things. I like it. <laughs> Simple. I like. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't need to uh, deride it too much. It it had it was a complex sentence. It had a, a subordinate clause in it. Mm. Straightforward though, you know. Yeah. Either or. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, good job. Uh, right over to you to uh, tell everyone what happened last time. Um, you have the amount of time it would take for Ichabod to complete a somber eulogy. I don't know if I can do this, Tony. I'm too emotional. <laughs> last time, I've yeah, already tears. Last time we broke the entire premise of our show that we set up. We sold out and had a second person, well, a third person in as es- me. Uh, Ezzy, Ezzy, sorry, the mentee of Van Richten. Uh, she came in, uh, she helped me, and we uh, combined we defeated Winter Splinter, but unfortunately not without loss. The the wounds Van Richten received from Winter Splinter's mouth uh, were too vast to be cured, to be healed, and That's it certainly was happened. nothing. It was nothing to do with the thirty uh, foot drop from Winter Splinter's mouth mouth afterward, and then being used as a a springboard by Ichabod moments later. That was really the thing that finished him off. Oh, no. Rip, Rip Van Winkle, what are you doing here? You're, you're dead, Rip Van Winkle. Get out. I'm not. The character <laughs> is. I'm fairly certain Rip Van Winkle's dead as well. <laughs> no, this is, uh, this is, I'm not that Rip Van Winkle. Going <laughs> <laughs> back to Rip Van Winkle, you've been given your P60. Please go home. <laughs> yeah. No, I've not received it yet, and I'm not leaving till I get it. I'm just going to have to put him on mute for a while. Sorry about that, Elliot. That's all right. Who doesn't want to just stay on this show forever? <laughs> so, um, so Van Richten died. Yep, and Winter. So did Winter Splinter. So you know, seesaw. <laughs> and who played the character? Just so we can give them another shout out. Rack Rex. <laughs> yeah, Raquel from Rack Rex Art. Yeah, did a very good job. I thought. Uh, she made me look like a pile of rubbish. <laughs> Only in uh, in her character being much more successful and powerful, not in actually, not in the not in the role play, role play sense. I think. I think she was fine. I think she was great. Yeah. No, I didn't. We we should have more guests of that caliber on. Frankly. Yeah, certainly. Should have more players of that caliber in general. Oh, ouch. <laughs> nah, you're 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 the best player. You've got to keep the talent. <laughs> anyway, uh, was there anything else to add? I think. Uh, what about the uh, the people in the stocks? Oh, uh, that's a good point. Is Lars still in the carriage? Well, that, we'll have to check on him. Uh, the people in the stocks were the burgomaster and burgomistress, if that's the correct <laughs> uh, female denomination of that. Burgomistress, uh, I believe. <clears throat> ah, uh, anyway, they were dead. We now have their dead bodies on our carriage. <laughs> Lars was alive, but very barely. And, um, oh, oh, Adrian is fine. Adrian, we met up with Adrian again. Potion worked. He's back to his fighting fit state, which yeah. is wonderful. Uh, and he helped us defeat Winter Splinter. Sort of. He, he threw a few punches. Uh, yeah, what more can you ask of the, the greatest puncher in the, in the whole of Barovia? Yeah, certainly. Um, right. So we're going to cut to a, a few hours later when you've all regrouped at the Wizard of the Wines. Are you happy with that? Uh, we uh, we've collected the stones from Winter Splinter. Yes. 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 You'd have collected the stones from Winter Splinter. Um, would you have done anything about the corpses on your wagon? Yes. In that time, the corpses and the wagon and Van Richten were used in the Perovia's greatest funeral pyre, 
the <laughs> smouldering corpse of Winter Splinter. Uh, they all went in the pyre. Only Van Richten got some words. Yeah. So, right. I that- didn't really know the burger people. Uh, so I, I was just really doing it to get rid of the bodies more than anything else. <laughs> no worries. Uh, Ezzy uh, will have um, appreciated the eulogy and uh, said her goodbyes and also given you a special handshake, the, the handshake that you established in the previous week yep. before heading off to try that's, and... That's the on. special player character handshake. Only player characters know that handshake. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, she'll have headed off to uh, to try and carry out Van Richten's final wishes uh, which are no mean feats, I must say, just defeating Strahd to avenge his entire family. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, she's she's going on her own on her own journey with that. Perhaps you'll run into her again. Perhaps there's going to be a whole sub side quest with Rakrex and you playing when <laughs> you just follow the adventures of Ezzy in Barovia. Or maybe um, that would be that'd be good. I'm not sure if uh, she's got time for that. But uh, no, it's a lot of work for you as well. <laughs> Mm, maybe if um yeah anyway let's carry on let's get, let's get <laughs> on the episode rather than just randomly talking about nonsense so um all right so you are back at the uh you're back at the wizard of the wines you've returned the stones um, they've gratefully accepted them they've set about planting them so they can get go on with um growing some grapes again and getting their business back underway uh, adrian has uh, also agreed to spend a bit of time with you teaching you some stuff do you want to talk about that a little bit? I would. Before we get to that, though, um, if I can, if I can put forward a scene, if we can have the 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 triumphant return of uh, Ichabod the Stones and Irwin to Davian Martikoff, the the overbearing patriarch of the Martikoff family, who banished Irwin for losing the Stones in the first place. Certainly. Uh, oh, so you want to have a scene, right? So uh, Davian says, thank you for your help. Davian, at great up. personal risk to himself, your son has braved the fight with Winter Splinter and aided in the return of these lost stones. Yes, I saw him there. Mayhaps now, there as well. mayhaps now you can find it in your heart to forgive him mm. and welcome him back into the murder. No, that's Crows. Conspiracy. <laughs> When you see these sort of events that took place just a few hours ago, and we witness the funeral of that poor, grumpy, but competent vampire hunter, it makes you think about your place in the world. And now we've retrieved these stones, or you've retrieved these stones for us. We are eternally grateful to you. And uh, the Raven Queen was indeed wise to choose you as her champion. you are indeed a good supporter of the Keepers of the Feather. And it makes it clear to this old man that there's nothing, nothing more important than family. And then the entire family kind of gather in and uh, sort of stand around, linking arms and hugging and stuff like that. Then Erwin uh, approaches as well and um, seemingly uh, forgiven and goes and joins the rest of the group. And then... Davian looks over at Owen and says, I said family. And then Owen walks away again. Wow. I was going to ask him to forgive me for stealing the biscuits, but now I don't feel brave enough. <laughs> Would you like to? No. <laughs> I, Davian, your son reached out. Don't spurn him. It's his fault this happened in the first place. 
And now he has undone it with his very actions. No, you, you and your friends undid it. Only with his aid. What did he do? Are we getting into this? What did he do? Gave disadvantage to Winter Splinter on our very first turn. We all did that. We could have done it without him. Well, maybe they could have done it without you, your old fart. <laughs> no, we, the family Martikov, could have done it without him. Not me on my own. I think you, the family Martikov, could have done it without you, an old raven. You know what? I was going to overlook the biscuits, but uh, because of uh, getting the stones back and everything. I hope your feathers fall out. <laughs> Many of them already have. The I thought I spotted a bald raven. He shows you his coat and sees where he's kind of stuck on all of the feathers that have fallen out. I knew it was a rug. <laughs> so that's the end of that scene, I think. Yeah, I was. That did not go as <laughs> family oriented as I hoped, but you know, we we got through it. Hmm. Also, one beneficial thing that did come out of that scene, you did say indeed, hidden in there. Ah, there you go. So I have inspiration. Nice. Uh, all right. So what do, you, what do you want from Adrian? You want him to teach you some things? Uh, yes, I want him to teach me some martial skills. Obviously, he's not going to be quite as good a teacher as Ismark is, who trained me with a weapon in the first place. But if he could maybe train me to hit slightly harder with the weapon, so that I could learn the dueling, uh, <laughs> dueling fighting uh, subcategory or whatever the word is, mm. fighting style. Uh, that would be really useful to to my character. Nice. Uh, yeah, he does. He'll. Um, he says, I, "I can do that for you." Uh, yeah. Uh, meet me round back in five minutes, and then five minutes later, you walk round the back, um, and you see that he's set up several um, training dummies with pumpkins for heads, and he says. Um, when you approach, he says, this is a simple lesson. This is about unleashing your inner strength when it's most needed. And then he just, he lifts up his fist. He just punches through a pumpkin. He says, you see that? What do you think? I think that's a bit advanced for level one, but I'll give it a go. Uh, no, that is beginner level. That, that was fine. But watch this. And then he goes over to the next mannequin and uh, he just with like a, a really deep scream coming from his, uh, coming from within him. He lifts up both of his arms and, and just smashes the entire thing into bits with one swoop. Two, two fists brought down. Yeah. Two fists brought down, but it's almost kind of forcing his entire body through the entire thing. It's just splinters of wood and bits of pumpkin everywhere. You're covered in pumpkin. He's covered in pumpkin. And he looks at you. So I call that the Adrian, the smite of Adrian. Let me, uh, let me give it a go. I walk over to the third pumpkin. I, I pull out the uh, sun sword because I'm not going to be able to do that barehanded. That's Adrian's thing. And I just feel it in my body. And I feel the Raven Queen's power passing through me into the sun blade. And for uh, the briefest of moments, the, the, the sword on the sun blade ignites hotter than it's ever been before. Literally a blazing sun in my hand. And I smash it down. And not, it doesn't cut through this time. It literally just works like a club. And I too, not as powerfully as Adrian's, but just bring, and there's just the pumpkin about halfway down the, the scarecrow is a big U-shaped dent. Right. Wow. Yeah. You are good, Adrian. You are really good. 
<laughs> like, oh, you learn quickly. You've been you've been practicing hard while I've been uh, nearly turning into a vampire. Well, I wasn't idle. Let's just say that. Yeah. I remember the last time I saw you fight, uh, you went down like a ton of bricks to those wolves. Do you remember that? Technically, the last time you saw me fight was against uh, the devil outside the church in Valaki. But yes, I do remember dying almost to the uh, to the wolves. No, sorry, dying to the wolves. Uh, yeah, to be fair, the bit where the, when you fought the devil, um, I was unconscious for a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> I think you've, you've come a long way, Ichabod, since, uh, since our early travels together. If you were surrounded by four or five wolves now, I reckon you'd be able to take them. I think it'd be a close... It depends if I got to act first. If they got to act first, I think it'd still be a close thing. Maybe. <laughs> but if you make sure you act first or just don't run out into the middle of them, you'd be all right. With these holy fists, I'm waiting for those wolves to come to me. What do the holes do? Oh, do they make you punch faster? No, but that's a the plan. Yes, yeah, speed holes. Oh, nice. Adrian has uh, completed his training with you. <laughs> I would, like uh, I, no, uh, I would like to uh, head back inside. Mm. See, when you head back inside, you see uh, uh, Ulrich has, not Ulrich, Erwin. Erwin has, uh, has gone home. <laughs> um, Davian's sitting there, like uh, eating the last two biscuits, hugging the jar, uh, sitting at a table with his feet up. Um, Stefania is uh, there as well, and her husband. And uh, their children running around. Uh, Stefania nods at you and says, I've been, been out there playing with Adrian, have you? Teach you a few things? Oh, yes. I have uh, built up quite the uh, hunger. Hunger for vengeance. <laughs> oh. I, that didn't really sound right. I'll, I'll come, pretend I said a better line. Stefania, can, uh, can I speak to you for a moment? Uh, certainly. I, just, I, I, I look at David, I just shake my head. I've uh, lost track of days, Stefania. How soon until Strahd's wedding? Damn it! The devil's wedding. <laughs> uh, the uh, thunder cracks and above our heads and lightning lights the sky. And she said, you mustn't say his name. Yes, yes, I know. Now he knows where we are. And, and soon he'll probably know where the, where the stones are again. Just so as soon as all Stay of that. Stay on the stone, Tay. Well, Thunder and lightning didn't crack when I mentioned the stones. Uh, anyway, um, it's for about 11 days, I believe, and I'm, I'm not certain. We, none of us ravens have received an invitation. Well, don't worry. I received an invitation, and you can bet your sweet rear that uh, it's got plus 30 guests. Please don't uh, comment on my sweet rear. Uh, my husband is just inside. Apologies. I was going for a sweet line, but uh, I guess it fell on flat rear instead. <laughs> she, she looks doubly cross now <laughs> <laughs> I make friends everywhere I go <laughs> um, um, Yes um, I have to decide What I'm doing for the next 11 days uh, Well You don't have to wait 11 days but No but I, I do want to get there A bit early because you know Who wants to get there the day of the wedding That just seems rude um, But um, I well, don't want to like head straight there when I've still got things on my my to do list. 
And Ichabod reaches into his pocket and pulls out his oft-referred-to to-do list. I would say um, when Dag and I got married, um, most people turned up the day of the wedding, but uh, our, um, our auntie from the other side of Barovia, uh, she, would, she turned up three days before. And um, I must say we, we would have preferred she just turned up the day of like everyone else did. Yes, but I suspect your auntie wasn't there to, to rescue you from uh, being forced into a shotgun wedding. No, I mean, well, she thought she was. <laughs> oh, you Martikovs. So what, do you have some plans? Hey, you've got some things you need to do? I have options, yes. Uh, probably the most pressing is to find out what happened to my friend Isaac. But... Oh, the, uh, the sheriff from Velaki. Yes, indeed. He, uh, he's been banished and I haven't seen him. I fear for his safety. There are wolves outside, you know, very dangerous, these wolves. Last I knew about Izek was he was a bit of a tyrant who had an unhealthy attachment to Irina Koyana. Who stayed you, can't, you can't listen to the rumour mill. I mean, the rumour mill calls me a blithering idiot who wanders around making more trouble than I'm worth. Changing his name all the time. Obviously not true. <laughs> I just, I'm just a bit concerned for the for the council that you keep. Um, the only reason I'm saying this is, um, well, you returned with Dimitri, and last time you were here, we really got on with your friend Vlad. You know, seemed like a like a great sort of fellow, drawing his pictures, making friends with everyone. Everyone, not a bad word to say against him. It was very annoying. Well, yes, but Dimitri had plenty of bad words. He's, Dimitri this told us the way that Vlad has treated him and if he's telling the truth it's it's very troubling poor Dimitri ah um Vlad uh, unbelievable uh I think he's just starting to get a bit of um cabin fever if you will he's going a bit stir crazy being trapped in Barovia the sooner we can deal with this whole devil business the sooner he can return to he's really missing his wife and his sister he just goes on and on about them non-stop and I think Dimitri was just in the wrong place at the wrong time to catch Vlad's uh, mood, if you will. But I will, I will definitely have a word with him to, to be better with Dimitri, the, one of the finest Martikovs I've ever met. <laughs> and, uh, and what of you, champion? What do you miss? I miss most of my memories still, uh, but I vaguely recall having a life and a fiancé uh, that was cruelly ripped from me by my brother in a fit of jealous rage. So basically, I probably, what I miss most of all is the feel of his slowly beating heart in my hand as I squeeze. Uh, feeling uh, or seeming somewhat uncomfortable at the suggestion. Um, so, <laughs> well, uh, good luck with that. We all hope you succeed. Um I'm going to head back into the family and my husband. Okay. Um, can you send Adrian and Vlad to me when you have a chance? Certainly. Yes. Uh, I'll send them right out. And, uh, she heads back inside. Um, do you want to do anything while you're waiting around or they're just coming straight out? Are the stones visible from where I am? or uh, The stones have been planted in uh, the fields again. Uh, they're watched over by ravens. I, I see that and I nod approvingly. Mm. Yeah, so there's a couple of fields that have this, the glow of the stones. You recall that there were three stones, but they've got two of them back now. And um, 
they're uh, growing grapes again. So um, we're still missing one. Yeah. Damn you, Bubba Saga. <laughs> uh, Adrian and Vlad come out and seem to be having sharing a bit of a joke together. Then they head over, and uh, Adrian's like, uh, "Yes, boss." And then Vlad, "Yes, boss." And then they like nudge each other. Ah, <laughs> ah, oh, the 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 best trinity together again, eh, boss? <laughs> yes, boss. <laughs> We're all boss. We're all the boss. Uh, we have some decisions to make, guys, about what to do next. And whilst I say we, I mean I, because obviously I'm the goodest here, and you guys are just my boys. They, they nod uh, agreeingly. I didn't care for calling you my boys. I apologize about that completely and immediately. <laughs> you are my crew. That's better. Yes, boss. Right. So, top of the list, Isaac. He's missing. We need to find him. Have we got any clues, boss? Just that he was banished from the lackey, and I can't imagine he would have gone far from the borders. So His heart remains there. So around the lackey? Yeah, basically. And, uh, the, and uh, some, what's his name? Blinksy said something about a secret, secret passage. That's true. But you think we should... Go back to Valaki to go into the Blinksies to go out to find the other end of the secret passage. I'm, I'm just um, memory jogging. No, I appreciate that. I, don't I know. think the best way for us to do that is to, to go back to outside of Valaki and make ourselves visible. Mm. And if Ismark, is, no, not Ismark, Isaac is around, he will find us. Yeah, and we can go around showing Isaac, Isaac. Yeah, no, I mean, both good plans. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, then Isaac will probably want us uh, help in overthrowing the brothers Vacta, which is going to be an old another thing. But uh, we also need to head back to Barovia, the town, not the uh, not the the valley, uh, to check on how they're getting on since Father Donovic and Doru became vampires and escaped and probably has run, run amok. Yeah, whilst- I remember. Yeah, bad, bad, bad dude, that Donovic, bad dude. Mainly because he disagreed with me when I was just trying to be, tell him the harsh truth. But yeah, he other reasons as well. He stake straight through their chests. That's the way. What do we do with vampires? Stick them in the chest. That's right. the best. Yeah. A chest bump. <laughs> Three-way chest bump. Lad does not get involved in this. This is, this is turned into a real boys club suddenly. Yeah. Where's Ezzy when you need a... Calm the testosterone down a bit. (laughs) Then, while we're in Barovia, we can check on Ismark, because you know he's going to be nearby. Sneak into Castle Barovia, a.k.a. Ravenloft. Find the clumsy knight. Rescue Irina. Get her out. Come back here, where our allies are the most populated. And lure Strevel, the devil, here. For a final showdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It's where my family lives. I don't, well, I don't we'll put the family, we'll move the family somewhere safe first. Right. Where are they going to go? No, no, Velaki, Kresk. Velaki, probably the best bet. Erwin can take him in. Right. So we're going to lure the devil here to my, where, where we just retrieved the gems that allow us to grow the wine. Show him where they all are again. I'm fairly certain he's figured out that we have the stones. Okay. So uh, 
and you think we and you think we've got the stones to defeat him here. You think we can do it here? Well, I don't have a plethora of options here, Adrian. It's here. The blooming uh, Abbey of Markova is well out because that abbot is not going to be on our side. He is. <laughs> Weren't we supposed to be getting him a wedding dress? Yeah. Why were we doing that again? Oh, we were doing that so that he could grant us a resurrection spell so that we could bring back Ilya. Yeah, or or one to have in the back pocket. He said he wouldn't do it for Ilya because Ilya wasn't worth saving, he said. Yeah, but once he gives us the resurrection, but it basically asks, do with as we please. True, yeah. Uh, Why did he say he wasn't worth saving? Uh, because uh, Ilya didn't have a soul. It's when, because uh, Barovia is in a closed loop, all the souls get recycled. You see, and unfortunately, I live here it, as well. I know, but uh, so why do you want to save him? This this soulless vessel. You know, I've not met a soulless yet. So people keep talking about them like they're not they're not worth it. But well, they're they're alive. They deserve just as much help as everyone else. Ah, uh, I bet you have met a soulless. You've just not realised. I see now you're making me second guess. My, I'm, I've, I'm not going to lie. I've got terrible insight when meeting people in Barovia. You know, the uh, the soulless ones, they're not going to have a terrible amount to say. They'll fade into the background. They'll answer you if you talk to them. But, uh, they, you know, they'll go about their business, but their business is very limited. Dimitri. <laughs> no, <laughs> not Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> Dimitri's got more soul than in, in any of us here. <laughs> it's the soul of the family. <laughs> yes, of course. I don't know what I was thinking. So, sounds like uh, the 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 woman that the abbot made. Oh my goodness, yes. But he, he, I, there's a whole weird can of worms. Because he made her to give to the devil. But obviously, why would he do that? Uh, No, none of it, none of the Abbott stuff makes sense. I mean, our (laughs) stuff is clear and concise. (laughs) We want to get the magic stones to help grow the wine, to help to give wine to people. So obvious. So uh, we're going to forget about the Abbott. Are we going to do that? Are we go- when are we going to do that? Are we not going to do it? Well, before we do that, I'd like to have Ilya. So I'd like to go and... If we go and do that, I'd like to see Morgantha again and maybe rest, stop her dream pastry production thing. Because that's, that's a bad thing. That's just bad. In fact, looking at all, our, my, all the remaining quests before the wedding, that one's, that one's really just the worst. She, we should... Yeah, no, we should probably do that one first. Uh, Adrian's all right, and uh, he pulls out from um, just from the leg of his trousers this really uh, long rolled up map and then just spreads it out across the ground. <laughs> so, right, so can you see the map on the screen? Yep, all right, so there looks to be a raven with some kind of crest <laughs> behind <laughs> it. <laughs> so, so, we're here all the way down here, and uh, that's not a good color, so you can pick a color. <laughs> Uh, I can't see. Your finger is too much the color of the map, Adrian. Can you see that blue yes. splotch? <laughs> yes. Thank you for painting your nails blue, Adrian. <laughs> and uh, 
the uh, Morgantha's um, Morgantha's mill is up here. Oh, it didn't go on. <laughs> Adrian, you've poked a hole through the map. I can't see your finger. <laughs> up here, right in the middle. Uh, okay. Right, but uh, Valaki mm-hmm. is there. Cresc. Go on again. Oh, it did. Cresc is there. Uh, Barovia is a brown there on the right near Morganta's place. And uh, Castle Barovia that you can see from there is there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I guessed because that's where Barovia the city is, or town, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Oh, wow, we yeah. really are absolutely nowhere near anything. So the listener, uh, Wizard of the Wines in the southwest of the map, very southwest corner. Yep. Northwest is Cresc which is the closest of those locations. Uh, then you move along uh, east to Valaki. Then you follow the winding road a bit further east and then south a little bit to the mill. And then not very far east to Barovia and then not very far east to Castle Ravenloft. Um, so uh, what's first on the agenda, sir, boss? First, on, oh, and the other thing, that dusk elf, I can't remember his name. He wanted me to check out the Amber Temple. Do you know where that is on this map? Oh, uh, yes. Well, no, it's not on the map. It's that way. Okay, way so north. Right at the top of the map, there's an arrow pointing further on. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and oh my goodness. Uh, I, what? The, uh, oh, I can't think of his name, but the, uh, the man who invited me into Barovia in the first place, he spoke of a, a robed figure who, who led a revolt against the devil whose body washed downstream. Uh, I can't remember the name of the hills. Was it yesterday? Was that nearby? Mount Baratok. Yes, Mount Baratok. Yeah. Adrian, thank goodness you're here. That's near the Amber Temple. There's a, a crazy mage that lives up there, apparently. Sometimes you see him standing atop the hills, firing lightning up into the sky at the mists. See, sure, it's completely unrelated. So, first stop is going to be Morgantha and her dream pastries because that's the most central location. And from after we've dealt with that, we can either head back to Kresk or we can head to Barovia or we can head north to the Amber Temple. But that's the closest spot to go to. Uh, not closest to here. Well, no, Cresc would be the closest to here because yeah. obviously there's no direct road to the, uh, the Morganthas. You're following this winding road that goes quite far all around like that. But yeah. he says, uh, uh, well, Adrian pulls out a knife from his pocket. Whoa, and, and all jam- right, we'll go where you want to go. <laughs> he jams it into the location where Morgantha was. It says, here we go. And then he pulls his hand away and you see that the knife has a little like rubber stump on the end. <laughs> What? I don't want to ruin the map. It's a, it's a nice map. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm half, I was half expecting to find a bit of pencil lead in the top. <laughs> uh, he uh, pulls out this uh, cloth and just wipes all of the things he's drawn on the map. <laughs> it's, uh, managed to get it so it can all get, just wipe off easy. It's really, really handy. You invent this. This is amazing. Uh, it's, a, it's a blessing from the Raven Queen. Well, my goodness, we need to market this as soon as we, we open up the borders of Barovia. This Mages would literally kill for this sort of thing. Got this map from the merchant in Barovia, and he, he always charges uh, above odds, so I don't want to... I, I want this to last. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. 
Uh, all right. So you're going to, is it just you, Adrian, and Vlad heading off towards Morganta? Yeah. I don't think, honestly, I think even if we asked nicely, I don't think Dimitri would come with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, he can't really fight anyway. He can just no, no. If you want him to. But anyone can do that. No, we're good. Yeah, Adrian can can lead ride the carriage. Yeah, indeed. So another inspiration. I only used the last one. I didn't use the last one. I haven't rolled a die. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Oh, that's just rubbing it in. <laughs> Are you um, ready to go? Oh, yeah. Then? Well, indeed, 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 indeed to you, sir. Doodly, doodly. That's, uh, are we ready to go? That's super double dagger, mega inspiration you've just given me there, Tony. I hope you're happy. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> do you want to do anything else? Do you want to talk to Stefania or anyone else? Uh, no, I inform them of my plans to travel. And um, after Adrian's, oh, I'm trying to think of a nicer word to say than whining about it. I, I'm reconsidering my plan to lose the devil to the Wizards of the Wine Winery and possibly to somewhere else. So I don't tell them about that just yet. No worries. Um, Adrian... Um has a few words with his family and stuff. And then, then Stefania comes forward and says, that, oh, Adrian said you might be in need of a wedding dress. I mean, I mean, yes. Um, and uh, the, the person who's wearing it, they look, have a similar figure to I. And uh, you look at her and she's like quite tall and thin and uh, looks a very similar figure to uh, the person that you taught to dance. Yes. I, uh, I mean, she's a... Uh dead ringer for you frankly that that Kate no no I take that back yeah she looks a lot like you I yeah. mean physically wise the, the proportion wise not she looks nothing like you but uh, proportionately she's uh, similar uh, she looks at Dag and so well, it's not like I'm going to be uh, getting married again and um, so I, I can give you my address so it's, it's a fairly simple white dress but it looks quite elegant this this is stunning you must tell me the name of your seamstress. Uh, actually, I made it myself. Wow, you, you talented and beautiful. Dag has uh, certainly got himself a catch. Dag is uh, looking increasingly annoyed at you know, the constant stream of compliments to his wife. But uh, she nods great and uh, accepts the compliments. And then uh, she hands you a box for, uh, with her wedding dress inside. It's quite a big box. Yep. I slip it into the carriage section of the carriage. No, the luggage section. There you go. Those are the words. I just have a carriage section where I keep other carriages in my carriage. Do you not have that? <laughs> I don't. I just have a standard carriage. I don't have the Russian doll type carriage. <laughs> um, but nice. Anything else you'd like to do here in the meantime? I think I'm all done. I've I've had my, I'm assuming some kind of rest here. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'd have had a rest. That's oh, fine. thank goodness. <laughs> you made me worried for a second there. Uh, <laughs> So if I need anything else, I can rest in the carriage on the way. And off we go. I admire my ring of uh, Lathanda and my symbol of the Raven Queen and my sunblade with the symbol of Lathanda and now with the symbol of the Raven Queen on it. I go, I am really uh, two for two on being champions here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sitting opposite you, there's Adrian and Vlad. Uh, Adrian looks at Vlad, and Vlad looks at Adrian, and Vlad says, yeah, he's, uh, he's got a lot of drip. I'm that fairly certain one of you should stuff. be driving the carriage. Uh, oh, uh, uh, they look at each other and they look at you, and then they wait for you to tell them who's, who's <laughs> one thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, Adrian, you're more familiar. Literally, you have a map in your boot, so I'd feel more comfortable if you were the one dri- driving. Says, uh, right you are, sir. And uh, he awkwardly climbs out of the carriage and into the seat because it's quite big and bulky. Mm. And then... Um, yeah. The front of the carriage just tilts forwards. <laughs> Good to have Adrian back. Yeah. Now we need to get Ismark and Irida back and we'll have completed... Uh, we've got the old band back together. Yeah. Yeah, we should get them back. I drew a picture. Can I see it? Uh, yeah. And he, he holds up a picture and it's uh, the picture of you, Adrian, and uh, him uh, having a nice time in the carriage. And there's... Uh, just someone left behind in the carriage in the distance who looks quite sad. Sad. <laughs> you got to let up on Dimitri, man. It wasn't even a contest. You were clearly the more my favourite <laughs> ally. He's a, so, oh, oh, thank you. And he, he just rips off the bit of Dimitri and throws it out the window. <laughs> no, uh, no, of course. He that wasn't the pit with your signature on it, was it? <laughs> I can just put it back if I need to. No, down. but I mean, you've literally just thrown a scrap of paper with a sad-looking Dimitri with your name on it out the window. <laughs> They're going to know you did that. If someone finds that, and it's someone that it matters to, it was clearly meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lad, you're quite the philosopher suddenly. <laughs> uh, as you're having this discussion, uh, Adrian leans in through the uh, the open through the window. And um, well, he didn't lean in, but he, he opens the window and he talks through the window. He says, uh, uh, boss, there's someone in the road. We've literally not left. We're, we're about five metres down the road. Who could we possibly <laughs> be in the middle of the road? <laughs> a bit of the way down the road. Oh, fair enough. Then. A... Um, I whistle as I step out of the carriage just to make sure Queenie's you, nearby. You stepping uh, up? I he, step um... out and I see who it is. Hail, hail. <laughs> A figure walks alone with the stride and bearing of one who knows no fear, and clad in rusty armour, it clutches a gleaming longsword in its pale hand and looks ready for a fight, but just continues walking in your direction. Would you like to make an insight check? I know you love those. Oh, can boy, howdy, would I? Like. Uh, well, I have inspiration, so we'll, uh, and I'm going to choose to use it now. <laughs> Let's see if I can do well with my zero bonus. Right, so the higher of the two rolls was a seven. Yeah. So seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, with your seven, <laughs> you can't, you, you can discern that uh, this creature is undead and not a vampire. Undead in a very uh, familiar way to you. Very similar. Like it's been restored. Um, and it's walking very purposefully, but you don't know anything else more do than that. I, do I see any kind of uh, holy paraphernalia? Anything to indicate the Raven that, Queen or anything? You can't see anything about the Raven Queen, but you can see a crest. So if you would like to make a history check. Oh, boy, would I, without inspiration this time. <laughs> 14 plus 4. So that's 18. Wow, with your 18. I, I was so historical, I'll be honest. With your 18, you don't... You can't put, like, you can't exactly put names to faces with it or names to pictures, but you suddenly get a vision or a flash across your mind and you recall uh, the clash of swords against swords and metal against shields, screaming and shouting, and Strad um, looking um, really imperious on top, atop his horse and uh, sort of jamming spears into various enemies. 
And um, you look about and all of the shields have a similar insignia to this, which uh, looks like um, a, it's got basically a dragon's head on it, painted in okay. silver. Uh, this one is kind is mostly like that, but it's very covered in rust. So just to clarify, the ones that the devil was stabbing with his spear had those symbols on it. Yeah. Okay. Hell, be you friend or be you foe? Uh, it looks at you very slowly um, and it says, that depends on you. Touche. Who do you ally yourself with? I ally myself with the Raven Queen, the Keepers of the Feather. We are on a task to dethrone the devil, to put it nicely as I can. I'm going to kill that guy. You intend to dethrone my mortal enemy? No, I tend to murder my mortal enemy. Do you mean the devil's strad and lightning cracks behind him? I? Yes or no? Indeed. <laughs> Thank you for the inspiration. <laughs> if that is who your enemy is, I implore you to travel to Argen Bostolt. You must convince my leader, Vladimir Horngard, to join the fight once more. And um, his neck kind of makes a cracking sound because he's, he's, um, although he's restored in a similar way to you, he's a lot more worse for wear than you. And um, he sort of turns off, makes a slight crack with his neck and then wanders off through the fields off to the side. Wonder where he was going. What was the name? He said Vladimir... He said, uh, Vladimir Horngard at Argenbostolt. Yeah, Horngold. Wait a minute. Vladimir? Vlad? Mm. Have you have a secret identity, Vlad? No. Have you, have you been Vladimir Horngold this entire time? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, what, if we, what if we get there and I, re- and I remember that that was who I was? And maybe you're already there. Who knows? Who knows with Barovia? It's a balmy place. <laughs> Is clearly still here with us. Maybe this is a shade of Vladimir. Or what? Maybe this is a projection, I'm saying. Maybe the real him is in, is in Argen Bostolt. And with... uh, where's Argen Bostolt? Vlad gets really nervous. And uh, he starts patting himself down. I'm here. I'm real. I'm here. <laughs> Adrian, quick. Where's Argen Bostolt? <laughs> Argumus, he rolls out the map and then <laughs> plants uh, his knife in a, in a place in the middle of the field. It's sort of in between where you currently are and where um, uh, where Morgantha's hideout is. Um, so it's sort of dead in the middle, but there's no obvious road that goes there. It seems to go through some marshland. And uh, Adrian says, yeah, that's, that's where it is, through the marshes. But uh, the problem is, not only do you have to go through the marshes, not very easy on, on a carriage, even ones such as this. We'd be walking right across Babala Saga's territory. The marshes is where she uh, lurches around in that creepy hut that she has. Right, right. No other way to get there. We could go all the way around and go in past Morgantha's place, and there's a lot more road to get there, and we would avoid Babala Saga that way. I look over, how's, how's Vlad doing? Uh, he's, he's rolling around, patting himself. <laughs> no, we must get to Argenbostold, post-haste. 
<laughs> got we got to settle this. I've always felt there was more to Vlad than met the eye, and this this could be the answer we've been waiting for. <laughs> am I real? Am I who I think I am? This is definitely not going to be another Burgermaster Dimitri, carriage driver Dimitri situation. <laughs> this is two. This is the same person. I guarantee it. We're going to Arkham Bosholt. But directly, straight directly, across, straight. We haven't across. the time to waste. But the three of us are going to go straight across Babylon Saga's uh, home. Well, here's the thing: we're going to do it very quietly in the, in this carriage. This oh. carriage. Yeah. It, I, if you've got a better idea, well, I, implying the better idea would be to <laughs> take this, take the safer road around. But uh, it's I am not the Ganist here. You are. Babala Saga is, is known to be even more powerful than the devil. I've... If we could get the jump on her, then maybe we can get that, uh, that stone back. Yeah, the very least we could cripple her house. That came out wrong. That, that really came out wrong. <laughs> um, no, but without the stone, the house wouldn't be able to walk. The, the stone is what makes the house walk, right? Yeah. But she's in the house. Probably. Wait, uh, sorry, just out of character. Um, Babala Saga was the one who gave Strahd, well, opened the doors to get Strahd his vampiric powers, yeah? Uh, as far as you know, I believe. Would, and therefore, she must have known Strahd before he became a vampire. Therefore, would I have known Babala Saga? Mm, possibly. Uh, you can make a history check. Ooh, now I'm suddenly invested. Well, that's a natural one. Um, there was some kind of old woman who hung around my brother. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> a maid. You, you can't remember anything about Babala Saga, but you remember a very kindly old lady that used to be your nanny, and you used to call her Nana Bubbles. Ah, oh, Nana Bubbles. <laughs> I wonder if I had a different nanny to my brother. <laughs> we were rich. Two nannies wouldn't have been beyond the pale. But she would have known me still. Maybe I can use that. Maybe I can use that to get past her. Yes, we're going through the swamp. So you're going... Okay. All right. So um, you all load back up into the, uh, into the carriage and start wheeling across the marshland. Uh, this is... Adrian does his best to keep you to the driest parts, but the, the speed of travel has slowed down a little bit. Yeah, of course. The trail hugs the river for several miles. Uh, the dirt and grass soon turn to marsh as the trail dissolves into spongy earth pockmarked, uh, into spongy earth pockmarked with stands of tall reeds and pools of stagnant water. A thicker shroud of fog covers all. Scattered throughout the marsh are old peasant cottages, their walls covered with black mildew, their roofs mostly caved in. These decrepit dwellings seem to hunker down in the mire as though they have long since given up on escaping the thick mud. Everywhere you look, Black clouds of flies dart about, hungry for blood. The fog is much thinner on the far side of the river, where a light flashes amid a dark ring of standing stones. This place is creepy. Like, even Barovia, this, even for Barovia, this place is creepy. Adrian, uh, I want to apologize right now. I think I might have made a mistake. <laughs> uh, so we're continuing on? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's too late to turn around now. <laughs> As you approach this cluster of ruined cottages separated by low stone walls, you see a short stretch of dirt road that has remained intact. And uh, Adrian brings the cart up onto the road for you to, uh, uh, to roll along. 
and toward the south end of the village lie the remains of a mansion built on a higher ground. It has been reduced to a pile of stone and rotting timber. Empty arched windows stare at you. South of the ruin, an untamed garden runs rampant, surrounded by broken walls that are no longer able to contain it. East of the ruin, someone has erected a crude wooden fence, forming a circular, la- a circular yard in which several goats are penned. Surmounting the fence posts are human skulls. Uh, yeah, I, I understand the fact that human skulls on spikes are a bit... Sp- I'm really freaked out by these goats. What are they <laughs> doing here? They're completely out of place. Yeah. And then... I'd, sorry, I'd, have been, I'd have been more comfortable with scarecrows. <laughs> yep, the goats. They're live goats, just like... And, Do they turn to look at me? Uh, yeah, some of them looking at you. But now I'm freaked they, out. They also turn to look at a ghost that takes shape in the fog, assuming the form of a giant, uh, giant of a man. His features mutilated and his entrails hanging out like frayed ropes. Despite, despite its intimidating presence, the apparition has a cringing light in its eyes. Looking towards you, it says, Why do you invade my home? Be gone. I beseech you. I'm just going to stop there. Again, the ghost is on point. I'm fine with the ghost. Those goats. Summons up with them. <laughs> yep, the goats are the, uh, the, the very most, they are the most sinister thing. Absolutely they are. What is that? Mm. Um, but yes, shocking. I, I, well, as long as he doesn't expect me to turn around and leave his home, we'll be fine with this ghost because I intend to get out of here as quickly as possible. But we'll see how that plays out. Mm. Yeah, let's see how it plays out. Um, so how was the session for you? I, I'm really invested in this Vlad backstory now. Can't wait to find out if it's true or not. Mm. Ah. This, this definitely, this Easter egg you put in from the very beginning. <laughs> First episode. I know what will get Hook Elliot, Vladimir Horngold being his ally from the very start. This will Hook Elliot in twenty episodes down the line. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have the listener question. Do you remember what it was? Yes, I can. It was from a Meredith. She said, "If given the choice, would you rather play a glass cannon or a meat shield?" Meredith, I think. Meredith. Not, sorry. Not Meredith. That's right. Uh, sorry, a glass cannon or a meat shield? Uh, what do you yes. say? Uh, well, I'd rather play the glass cannon, I'll be honest. I'd rather get in there, do the heavy hit, and uh, do uh, – it just makes it a bit more um, – what's the word? Uh, dramatic, full of, full, ten, full of tension, you know? Mm. Am I going to make this one hit that I've got to make, or am I going to go down? Yes. Yeah. Flip of the dice. That's not right. Flip of the coin, roll of the dice. I've been doing these dice wrong. No wonder I'm doing it so badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. And uh, I, um, for me, I, if I had to pick between the two, uh, I'm not sure. What I prefer is a glass shield. <laughs> That's what I would play. Because then I know that I'm going to be sacrificing myself for the greater good. And I, <laughs> I really enjoy doing that in role-playing games. It's <laughs> fun. <laughs> Everyone else who I play with, well, not everyone else, but a lot of the people I play with are quite sort of protectionist and reserved in their play and they don't want to die, but I like to, not that I like to die, but I like getting out there and being the one that... Risking. Yeah, risking myself for everyone else. I think it's quite, you know, when when, it, when else are you going to get to do stuff like that? I don't, don't want to face that every day in real life. No, absolutely. That's, it's living vicariously through your PC. <laughs> absolutely. Cool. Right. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, you should also listen out, listeners, 
for a potentially uh, very special upcoming Halloween episode. Um, and a Curse of Strad is uh, so far removed from Halloween that we felt <laughs> we needed to do a special, a special <laughs> creepy Halloween episode for Halloween coming up, uh, in which things might be slightly topsy-turvy. Well, it's Halloween. Anything could happen. Indeed. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening. Uh, do you want to say anything to your, your uh, Ica buddies? Yes, I'd like to say bye, Ica buddies. Yeah, bye, everybody. Oop, wrong button. <laughs>